Another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your co skier along with me as usual are Case and Cole. How are y'all doing? Good. How do y'all? Fellas, we're coming to you from our home field studios. Enter in code Variety Sports at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. But man, we're five and oh. I mean, we're a couple games away from or four and oh, four and oh. My bad, my bad. Count your tickets don't, for the hatch we're, now. We're a yeah, few games we, away from uh, catching cases. Uh, season preview win total, but our Tigers go to Memphis or to St. Louis and take care of Memphis. I'm all over the place. You are. Uh, 34-27. And it's it's the way we knew we were going to win games this year, right? Our defense wasn't going to be stellar, and it was going to be Brady Cook's arm winning, carrying this team. That's how we all predicted it. That's right. Just as we all all predicted. Yeah, so go ahead and I'll let y'all take off with uh, anything sticks out. I mean, it's, I got a lot I could talk about, but I think everybody enjoys listening to y'all a lot more. I think we got to lead off with one topic, and we knew it. We, we saw it last week. It's confirmed this week. Let's just all just finally put to bed the whole. <laughs> you, you are froze. And you are froze, but I think you left us on say. a cliffhanger. Put it to bed. <laughs> Am I here? Am I here now? Yeah, you are yeah. now. I apologize, everyone listening. My, I don't know what my my internet's strong. I think my laptop's just old and ready to be put to pasture. Uh, Brady Cook is the leader of this offense. I, I think that is complete. I don't think I know that's completely solidified. He looked like a stud again. Back to back games. Just man, Let's where's that deep ball? Further, uh, he's the leader of the team. Yeah, absolutely. This is his team. Uh, man, his toughness and the energy and the way he gets into it on the sideline to the defense and stuff, like, it's no doubt. Like, he's leading this team. And yeah, without a doubt. Just how about this offense? I mean, we wanted to see new plays, and, you know, I, I was the one who didn't didn't think we were seeing it. But Kirby and him have got this ship rolling, or this ship, this, this you know, Train rolling now. It's we're seeing creativity. We're seeing you know aggressiveness, and you know Cook Cook's in charge of that. It's it's great. Yeah, it is. They, um, I mean, if we if we want to start it from the top, um, that uh, that diagonal of offside kick, you know, offsides on the onside kick. There we go. Um, was, I mean, did you guys when you saw that were you just like okay? I was I was this, hyped. Is this I like, how I was, this game's gonna go? Kind of. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely, we recovered it, but then you see the penalty and it gets taken away. No. And kick it off normally again. Let, let's talk about that kick real quick. Harrison Mavis comes off the game winner, sixty-one yard field goal, and the very next play he plays for Mizzou, he bounces it perfect and catches it catches it over the shoulder, perfectly at ten yards, like perfectly executed kick, perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, him and Luther look the same as they're like, you know, looking over their shoulder. 
or you know Marquise Johnson or any other wide receivers that caught a deep ball. It, was, it is uh, a shame though because he abs. You're right. He absolutely that was the best execution you can possibly do on that, and it helps our kickers a lot bigger than the average kicker. So he's not afraid to get in there and right. you know get after someone. Yeah, that would have been huge. But I'm not gonna lie when when I saw that play kind of you know unfold and and then the penalty. I'm like. Holy smokes, dude, we're already getting penalized. What is it now? Offsides, it was pretty, you know, pretty blatant and obvious that that it was an offsides. But kickoff normally, um, that first offensive drive, I mean, <laughs> that ball to uh, Marquise Johnson, that dude is quick. I mean, holy smokes, quick as a hiccup. And for him to, you know, go I mean, he had four or five yards on the guy. You know what I mean? It was um, just a great, great, you know, pass and catch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love seeing that pass last week against K-State and seeing him come right back to it for the big the big strike there. Man, it gets you excited. And I'm excited for that his career as a Tiger as well, Johnson's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about, like, especially in the, the first half, I felt, we were doing everything we could to allow Memphis to stay in the game with the offsides on the onsides. Uh, we had a personal foul on offense followed by the fumble on, by Cody Schrader. Uh, there were missed tackles galore. Like at, at first I thought we got the wrong cleats again, <laughs> you know, guys sliding and running past and, it was a sloppy game from our Tigers on a lot of lot of things, and we'll get into some of the numbers here in a minute. Uh, when you when you look overall, and you see over 500 total yards of offense, 34 points on the board, you think, "Oh, we played a good game." We still have not put it together for 60 minutes. No, and that yeah. that's what excites me. Like, there's still untapped potential in this team. Uh, the probably biggest controversial call of the game to me. We're up 14 in the third quarter, fourth and one from the 30 or 31, and we go for it. Like, kick a field goal, go up three possessions. I'm actually okay with them going for it. I just think with the way Schrader was running, you could have gotten an easy yard there super easily. I don't know if it was the way that they sold – the fake or, you know, I guess maybe didn't sell a fake, but when he faked that handoff to Schrader and decided to pull it himself, Cody was second level by the Cody time. Cody had 10-yard run, easily oh, had the easily, ball in his hands. Easily. And, I mean, you know, it's easy to armchair quarterback, yeah. but then, you know, that defensive end kind of comes unblocked or I don't know if it was a chip block or what, but that guy's right in his face as Brady's trying to make a throw. And, yeah, that's – I don't care who you are. You're not going to, you know, convert that kind of throw. It's not easy. You know what I mean? Hey, look, and I, I can't in faith, you know, hate on that when I would wanted more aggressiveness out of the first two weeks, the first two weeks of the season. So I, you know, I have to take the good to bad there. And I, I did like it. If Cody had gotten the ball. I don't know. I feel we just go up by 17 uh, going into the fourth quarter and the game never gets to that one possession point that it did to where we're we're stressing i mean the 
I think the the bonus side to that, if we're going to be optimistic and spin it in a good light, is that's going to pay off later in SEC play. Now, you know, we were two and four last year in one possession games. And I believe Middle Tennessee State, K-State, Memphis have all been one possession games. Now we're three and oh in them. Mm-hmm. And this is going to pay off later in the year. Like, you know, I've always heard on building programs like you learn how to lose close. Well, we did that last year. Then you learn how to win close. So we're, we're starting to build that. And then, you know, the next step after that will be learning how to win big. Uh, so it's this is what I've wanted to see growth from a Drinkwitz program. And after the Middle Tennessee State game, that's what got in my head was like, man, there's this is the same as what, what we had. And I don't care how good you're recruiting if it's not showing results on the field, but uh once he took the shackles off of Kirby Moore and turned it loose, uh man, there's there's some potential with this team and I'm excited. There's dudes flying all over the field. I mean, they're just they're flying around. There's guys in, you know, all sort of misdirection plays and you know, like the play that we saw in the fourth down conversion against K-State, um, just all these misdirection plays that set up so much more because then the defense doesn't know what to expect. You know, last season we were jet sweep, bubble screen, hand it up the gut. Um, if we were lucky, we're in a fourth and short, maybe go for it. Or we were punting. And this year it is just, I mean, it's just not that way. And the fact that we've opened the playbook and in two games we've seen Two different receivers have two massive, arguably three, I guess, three huge plays. Um, I think Luther could have scored on that 62-yard, the one that he came up hobbled on. But it's just it's really, really refreshing to see, um, you know, some of these deep ball throws. I mean, we hadn't seen that since Drew Locke. You know, uh, we weren't seeing that with, um, oh, my gosh, name slipped me right now, Connor Bazelak. Um, in in early years with Brady Cook, we haven't seen it yet either. So for us to be able to just see the the playbook open and us get vertical in the past game, it's just it's so refreshing. Well, one thing off that too, I notice as we're establishing a deeper passing game, it's pulling the safeties off. It's making the linebackers take another step back, and that's opening up running lanes uh, to where – you know, last year and the year before, with really since Drinkwitz era, we have been setting the pass up off the run. And this offense now, I think, is reverse order. We're setting the run up off the pass. Uh, the defense has to respect the pass and the speed that we have. And how they're not double covering Luther Burden yet, I do not have a clue. How they didn't even cover him on that one play, <laughs> I don't have yeah. a clue, but hey. We'll take that coaching. Well, part of three. me wonders. Part of me wonders too is because you know he's since he's moved from outside into the slot, that kind of allows him to be in motion more. So yeah. whether it's missed assignments with a linebacker or if a defense plays a star position, you know, kind of like Martez Manuel did, whoever it is that's responsible for covering him, or maybe Kirby Moore's just that good and he's implementing him to do some of these plays that we're seeing him break free and get huge yards after catch in a, in a zone scheme. Cause it does sometimes seem like he's getting in between, you know, cushions and coverages and things like that. And 
I mean, he's like I mentioned about Marquise Johnson. He's quick as a hiccup. Uh, Luther Burden is as well, very shifty. And next thing you know, he's, you know, doesn't have a guy within 10 yards and is streaking up the sideline. Uh, can we say best game from the five big guys up front so far, uh, year to date? Uh, Brady didn't have hardly too much pressure. There were only a couple tackle for losses, and they were slow developing run plays. Uh, so maybe starting to see that unit gel. Uh, Case, that's more of your your intel there. Uh, so, no. no, I don't know about all that, but um, man, I, I do agree with you guys. I do think that 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 unit played a lot better. And what I like to see is that the the zone running game was just was still there. It was they're still quick. They still pull like crazy. Uh, and then, you know, they didn't suffer any of that when they have gotten their pass blocking uh, a little more shirt up. Um, they've done well as a, a revolving unit, too. A lot of guys have gone in and out in the, in the interior there. I, I I don't like to harp on a guy. I still would like to see more of Tolleson. I think there's some there's always a few things a game Tolleson does that make me kind of like scratch my head. But he's getting better for sure. So I, I, I agree with you. This is the best game of the season of this unit, and that's good. We should be hitting our stride now. We're going to the SEC play. Yeah. So who did we have left to right yesterday was uh, Foster, Delgado, Tolson, Marcellus Johnson. No, was it Cameron? Cameron Johnson. Cameron, okay. And then um, and Delgado missed a, a series of the injury at one point. Yep. Right. And then right tackle they have EJ? Mimbo. Mimbo. Mimbo's okay. been there all season. EJ's the, EJ's the one that filled in for Delgado when he was That's hurt, right. I believe. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, Marcellus got banged up last week, and I guess he wasn't available again this he week. Was out. Cameron, he, he played good. He did have the one penalty again, but uh, a, a lot better up front from them. Uh, let's go in and, and get into the things that were a little concerning. Uh, biggest one third down uh Ofraid on offense that's that's not as big to me when you look at the third downs that we have we scored on our second downs i think all our scoring plays touchdowns were on second downs so we didn't get to third downs on those drives but uh we had a third and 20 you're not going to pick up too many of them uh third and four we only get three yards uh we we went for a fourth and one earlier in the game and got uh, two yards out of it. Third and seven, incomplete pass. Third and ten, we got the nine-yard gain, and then that left us fourth and one that we went for and an incomplete pass on it. Third and 12, incomplete pass. Third and 12, four-yard gain. And then a third and 10, 10 the game that we kneeled for. So, uh, man, when you're, when you're third and seven-plus on them, that's, that's not – a recipe for success. So to me that we got to do better on first and second down. If we want to see better numbers offensively on third down, right? Yeah. But I mean, also it just seems like third down was just a hard execution for us. It seemed like all the execution we had on first and second down kind of went out the window on third down. I don't know. It was, is it something you guys really want to draw like a, a big, this is a problem from, or is it, just track it up to a weird game. Well, overall on the season, I can tell you we're 16 to 44, which uh, <laughs> maybe somebody will fact check us. But according <laughs> to our uh, 
three of us putting our heads together, our math is 36.3% offensively on the season. Uh, that's not good with the level of competition that we've had going and we were going into SEC play. I would like to see closer to 50. Yeah, I definitely would as well. <clears throat> I'm going to follow up a concern with a, I guess, a compliment. Um, yes, 0 of 8 on third down is is not good, and especially like the the down and distance that you just rattled off. It sounds like our closest one was third and seven, which should be manageable, especially when Brady Cook's averaging, at, in that game at least, 13.6 yards per, per attempt. Um, but the fact that we still scored 34 points, I'll take it. Um, I think we left some points on the board, like the the field goal that we discussed. Could have been thirty seven. Uh, had me, you know, Money Mevis done what uh done what he does best. But the fact that you know they still scored thirty four. Had we been zero for eight and scored like seventeen points, you know, half of half of that, yeah, I'd, I'd most certainly be concerned. Well, really, but, let's call it zero for seven because the last one was the nil. Down, yeah, so true. I wouldn't yeah. count that. True. Over so okay, so over seven, but still nonetheless, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, especially I think some of those may have been kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. It's not like we were third and two, third and three, and you know, getting run stuffed or incomplete passes. I mean, Brady had seven incomplete passes all game. So pretty overall, fairly happy with that. It's um uh, it's not too big of a concern for me. It's something to keep an eye on for sure, especially like you said, as we get into conference play, but right now in, the, in this game, not too, not too terribly concerned about it. To me, the, the bigger concern was defense. Uh, they were seven eighteen on third down, but three or four against on fourth down, which they're giving up seven for 10 on fourth down this year, 70%. Uh, of the opponent getting their first down on going for for fourth down. And two of the fourth down plays, as you alluded to in pre-show, they scored on. Uh, but, you know, third and seven, we give up 13 yards. Fourth and eight, we give up 11 yards. Fourth and goal, we give up a three-yard touchdown. Third and three, we give up a four-yard run. Third and 18, we give up 20 yards. Third and 10, we give up 23 yards. Third and 15, give up 11 yards fourth and three we give up 26 yards third and two we give up eight yards that's what's concerning to me is the down and distance and giving up those those plays uh we we didn't adjust all night to them hitting the running back out of the flat he had nine catches for 80 something yards last night i believe it was and just i know we were down dbs but a running back's not a DB responsibility. That's a linebacker. Uh, the the defense changed it up yesterday. Did y'all notice Johnny Walker Jr. dropping into coverage a couple plays? I did, yeah. I noticed it quite a few times, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he kind of took over D-Rob's role uh, when D-Rob went down. Because, you know, I'll see D-Rob put his hand in the dirt and then also kind of occasionally cover the flat. You know, D-Rob's a bigger dude. Uh, I'd say maybe Johnny Walker has a little bit of an edge as far as coverage goes, but yeah, for, for Johnny Walker to, and you know, he's Johnny Walker's a bigger guy too. There were, there were some missed, 
missed coverages there where uh, he one, may not have. He got a pass interference on, was not pass interference in my eyes, but yeah, yeah. He, there's a few ref ball moments in that game. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, saw that and you're talking about. But that's alarming to me with this defense and what it's supposed to be giving up those kind of yardages for first downs. Uh, those are when you're third and 15, third and 18, third and 10, like you should be getting off the field with this defense. Uh, and so that that's my biggest concern from them going forward. They do do great on first and second down, <laughs> but third down, I don't know if it's play call, alignment, miss, miss assignments. Uh, that's something for the coaches to figure out. We, we can have guesses sitting in our recliners watching, but uh, that's something the coaches would really know. And then the other thing that concerns me is – our special teams in field position. Uh, Pete had some questionable returns yesterday where stopped inside the 20 uh, on kick return. And the rule is now you could fair catch it anywhere and you get it on the 25. So that may be something we want to adjust. And then punting, we got a new punter and he kicked the crap out of that ball, but he was out kicking coverage and we were missing tackles and they, after a punt, they'd usually start close to midfield. And when, you, when you're when you kicking it, you know, 47, 50 yards, like you should be starting in negative territory for them as an offense. But uh, our gunners don't seem to be making the tackles when they do get down there. So that's – field position does, does play a lot when it gets into tighter games. No, I agree. I actually noticed that too on punt on punt coverage. I thought there was some issues of getting there and not finishing the job on the tackle, um, which is odd because it's not really a problem on kickoff. So that's yeah. odd we just have that issue on punt team. Yeah, I'd say that if there's a a weak spot, I guess, for this coaching staff that has been at least questionable for me in years past, it's been it's been coach link and we've i think we discussed this in the off season a little bit how special teams was a concern last year some of the things that we saw were a concern last year and how we hope to see those fixed and for the most part they have been but you know i don't i don't know how much attention that deserves um you know in this i guess post game recap hopefully it's something that they recognize on film but i think we've kind of addressed coach link's role within the uh, multiple roles on the coaching staff as, as well as, you know, coaching, I think tight ends and, and special teams. He's, you know, one of the main recruiting guys. So maybe there's somebody who can lighten his load a little bit, but um, I think they, you know, I think they did okay. They got some, you know, they got some athletes on Memphis. Um, there's, there's some guys that are probably going to play on Sunday on that roster. So, yeah, no, Memphis is a good team for sure. I think they showed that last time they fought really hard, but yeah, it's the only thing you can control. Um, it, it felt like Memphis was playing with house money yesterday. They were going, uh, they're playing with our money and had nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, really, they're playing with our money. Yeah, so it was house money. <laughs> no, what do you guys think about that? We haven't talked about that yet. The so we do our, our, our preview, um, but before Thursday. And Thursday, they had a video dropped of them acting like we were scared to play in Memphis and 
you know, th- that whole narrative came out from their team. So what's your guys' opinion on that? You go, Skeeter. Uh, the great thing about the internet and social media is it gives everybody a platform. The drawback to social media and the internet is it gives everybody a platform. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that like bumping their gums. Uh, shout out college football Reddit and yo Beaker and you know how you love hating on Mizzou, but you know just uh, I take a lot of the the pregame talk just at sports. People are going to say whatever. We still get the narrative. We were scared to play KU in a Liberty Bowl last year when that's all been, you know, fact-checked and nowhere near close to the truth. So people love to crap on Mizzou. Been that way before social media was around, and now it's just we we see it. Oh, for sure. I think it was interesting, though, that Memphis Tigers themselves put out like a like a diss video. On us, yeah. they had Isaac Bruce, which I'm sure made a lot of the St. Louis fans there a little uncomfortable. That a legend, a Rams legend, number retired, was uh, calling us scared, scaredy cats, afraid to go down to Memphis. You know, well, and the fact that they copied the the entire mantra, I guess, of the Mizzou video. You know, we had a former Ram narrating the video. Mike and, Jones, yeah, had Mike Who? Jones <laughs> had him. You know narrating that entire video and I don't know. It just seemed eerily similar to me, but I agree. But if it was that damn, they got that put up quickly. Like they got that made in like six hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it, right, it did seem like a complete like diss track version of our video. Yeah. I don't know. It's that's... interesting, man. It got me. I'll be honest. It got me a little pumped up. Like that's why I was a little sassy to the Memphis uh, Twitter account on Twitter last night. <laughs> you, were, you were very sassy. <laughs> you know, it really, it, it could have just been a way for them to get fan interest on their end and, and try to get more blue in, in the stands there. Uh, I mean, let them say what they want. I bet they're not talking so much today. <laughs> no, they're they're definitely not. And I don't know, maybe they knew that Mizzou Twitter would come after them, you know, for something like that and pump up pump up that engagement on top of our take on top of taking our million dollars they're going to get a check from twitter or x now i guess um yeah you know from the from the engagement but anyway there was one other thing i wanted to address as far as concerns um and that was the the two defensive fourth downs that were given up for scores um i know a lot of teams you know like ourselves kind of dial up one of their best plays or, you know, have a section on their play, you know, play chart or play sheet just specifically for those situations. And, you know, we talked about the third downs, um, but the, these, these third and longs or third and shorts or fourth and shorts, that is something that I would love to see us get dialed in uh, going into conference play. And yes, I know we were, everybody was banged up all over the place on, on all sides of the ball for that Luther and, um, you know, KAD and Ennis was out and D Rob, uh, Drayden Norwood with JC Carlisle playing corner at one point during the game. So Norwood was having a really good game too. Norwood play. He, thank you, Skeeter. He was uh, playing. He did very, very well. Drake he had, uh, did say it was a high ankle sprain on that. So that's, 
I don't. I would not expect him to be out there next week. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, but, we get Rakestraw back. Yeah. Um. By then, hopefully, it sounds like. Was he on any sort of pregame injury report? I didn't I see that. Don't recall that. But Dreamers made sound like we should have known. He was dressed out. He he had his helmet in hand. I saw on Twitter, uh, maybe Dave Matter, one of them. But he was dressed out. Just I think it was a game time decision of not going in. I do remember him limping off last week. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I knew he'd been banged up, but there were people uh, that thought he got suspended for the first half for flipping off the KU bench after Mevis hit that game winner. There's a screenshot floating around on Twitter of him running out on the field, giving the double birds, double birds to the K State sideline after. Yeah, that's actually sick. He should opposite of suspension. He needs to play more because yeah. of that. If that's the reason, yes. <laughs> the extra year of eligibility yeah, just really. for that. <laughs> Well, like on, on the fourth down pass in the corner, Marcus Clark just got beat. Like that wasn't – we had the man in position, man coverage, and just got beat by a step. And it was a good pass. It was right on the spot. Uh, can't can't really knock the defense on, on that one. Defensive back's the hardest spot on it the is. field to play. Uh, so we're going to have guys get beat. Uh, Daryl Rebus, uh, Prime, all of them got beat when they're in yep. the league, you know. So that's just one of them things. I don't remember their other fourth down that they scored on. I don't remember exactly how that play went. Was it a run or was it a pass over the middle? I can't remember exactly, but I just know that there were. I think there were two de- or uh, yeah, two defensive fourth downs that that we have a lot of plays on. Maybe you can look it up. But while, or I guess maybe while you're looking it up. Um, they're they're taking our advice and they're creating more turnovers. Yeah, um, two picks, and uh, they also were very very close to recovering two fumbles uh, that were forced. So unlucky bounces on those on on their part, I guess. But I'd like to know too. Do you know if we turn those interceptions into points? Because if we didn't. And we were also 0 for 8 on third down. We still scored 34 points. That makes it a while even better. After the interception was when we turned it over on downs on the fourth and one. Okay. Uh, it's not showing me the other interception on here. I pulled hmm. it up to look at the fourth down. But uh, – and it's just – like I wanted to praise Brady – in that, like, you, you see their quarterback and the, the throws he was making and how he was trying to force it at times. Uh, the one should have been intentional grounding. He was halfway being sacked and throws it, and it's way over the receiver's head. And my mm-hmm. dad's like, well, he had a receiver in there. Well, that was intentional. He was just get ridding, getting rid of that ball. But man, Brady – his growth in reading the defense and taking his time in the pocket to to scan the field and find his best option, he's not captain check down anymore. No. No. You know. Uh and, and when it is, it's Luther in the flats and yeah. he's screaming upfield. 
Yeah, Luther in the flats isn't really a check down. You know what I mean? It may be a check down, <laughs> but like that's not a check down. That's, that's that a design. Big, yeah, that could be a big old play. Yeah. Uh, I about text y'all when he got tackled and it stretched his knee out mm-hmm. and he come up. I was like, that's what I was worried about. But man, how tough is that kid? Like he, he's just not letting Sam Horner. I don't, I don't know if y'all were watching. I think it went to commercial for a timeout or something when, when Brady come up gimp and it was going to be like third and short or, or fourth and short right there. I think it was the fourth and one we were going for. And <laughs> you had drink and offense together huddled up. Oh. And then here comes Brady back up and you see Sam Horn hear a voice and he turns to look to his I mean, right and he goes, <laughs> yeah, you see him go like this that. Dude's, I this do. Dude's I was going to bring that up earlier. Yep. I'm glad you brought that up because I saw that and I'm like, you know, surely Sam's not pissed off that Brady's come. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe he is pissed. He's come back in the game, but I don't think he's pissed. I think he's just like this dude's the Energizer Bunny just won't quit. <laughs> yeah, right. I think Steve's right. I think he's just like, geez, man, this guy, <laughs> he just gets unstoppable. <laughs> No, and you gotta love that about Brady, man. And you know what? It's easier. It's easier to really like attach to that and love that side of him when he is making those big throws. You know what I mean? When he's doing yeah. both, because you know you're worried last season. You're worried like, oh no, he's making mistakes. Maybe you should go out. But no, when you get the best of both worlds, that it makes him just impossible not to be a huge fan of. Yeah, that yeah. gingers won us all over. Yeah, no doubt. I want to ask you guys a question. Because I asked it to our uh, Instagram followers today, I want you to pick what your favorite play of the game was out of these four plays: the Marquise Johnson seventy-six yard touchdown, the Cody Schrader thirty-seven yard touchdown to seal it, the mm-hmm. KAD pick, or the um, Marcus Clark pick. What's your favorite play, Skeeter? You go first. Uh real. I mean. My favorite plays was honestly Johnny Walker making a sack. Uh, just seeing that kid stick with it when so many kids would transfer out of a program and not stick it out like he did. And I really want to get him on the pod and find out what shooting the bow and arrow is for his celebration. Like, <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. But as far as those plays, I think just – Marquise Johnson, like seeing another guy, another dude stepping up when his numbers call to make him plays. Uh, also, I, I love it all. I mean, I'm a homer. Cody Schrader having the fumble earlier in the game, putting his head down and sticking with it. And, you know, Drink said he's his own big, biggest critic. He was down on himself worse than he, any of the coaches were getting on to him. And they were trying to build him back up and saying, hey, you're going to go back in there when it matters. And there he busted off, you know, so it's hard to pick just one. Well, pick one. Marquise Johnson. Marquise Johnson. Okay. Uh, Case, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think I voted Marquise, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Curtis Schrader one, thinking on it more because Skid makes a good point, man. That fumble hurt. That's a bad fumble. I'll be honest. You can't. That's my notes. We cannot make that mistake on that side of the field. But to fight through it, have a good game. And then the ice, the icing of the game is on. You're the closer after that mistake earlier. That's in your hometown. In your hometown, that's redemption. Redemption arc. Love it. 
So I'll go with Schrader breaking off that run. That was leading, mine. That was leading mine. the SEC in rushing, Cody Schrader. Yes, sir. Former uh, Truman State Bulldog. Bulldog. That's right. Bulldog. Yeah. Cody Schrader. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, Schrader was mine, and it was tough. Like creating that poll this morning, I was like, golly, that it almost seems unfair, but that's why I'm running the accountant. That's why I decided to to choose those. But yeah, Marquise Johnson, I, I'm very happy that he scored on that play because we got to see what what his speed is unleashed. Um, I like it because it shows that there's a little more than just Luther to this team, you know. And I'm, I'm I'm not saying we don't know that as fans. I'm saying to the media, to other team fans, to everyone else, they're like, yeah, get Luther. It's like, no, no, crack that back. You got three weeks, okay. And then you got you know you got Mackay Miller. Yeah, Johnson is freshman out here. He got Mookie, who had a good play. I wonder about him because he got his bell rung pretty bad there in that game. He did. That's it. I know what we're talking about. Like, yeah, I, I was worried about Mook for sure, for sure. So you know, you see this freshman come out there and have two big strikes, one for a touchdown in back to back games. And they're like, "Crap, this this Mizzou wide receiver room is is crazy. Like this Real is good. this is best in the country level." Yeah. And, and speaking of Makai Miller, uh. My wife, when he made the drop and he, you could tell he's frustrated. She goes, it don't even look like he cares. I said, wait a minute now. So let, let's just recap for everybody. So nobody goes out hitting on number 10 thinking he's slouching or his drops. Like he sliced his hand open on a helmet in the middle Tennessee state game. Had to have stitches. A stitch popped out last week against K-State making a block. Stayed playing the whole game. Dude is giving it all for his team. Receiver using his hands with stitches. That is not going to be easy to make those catches. No. Uh, and to me, it looked like he was frustrated just because uh, from talking to his dad, he seems like he holds himself pretty high standard. Yeah. And it wasn't he. He doesn't care about Mizzou. Like if you if you think that. Think about what he's out there putting himself through when he absolutely don't have to be out there right now with the stitches. So shout out to Makai Miller for being a dog and fighting through all this. And, man, it, it, it keep your head up because there's going to be a time Brady's going to throw it to 10 and we need you to step up big in the game, and I believe I have all the faith in him. He's oh, going to have a huge play against LSU watch because then he'll be a month removed from from the stitches. Think should be, you know, hopefully back to normal then. So, yeah, calling yep. it now. Big, big play fan of LSU. I'm a big fan of him in general. I think he just he's been a huge bright spot out, out of that receiver room that we, you know, didn't expect all other names in there. And he's probably honestly my favorite my favorite players on the team. You're right. He is an absolute tiger to the core. You know, yeah. getting out there just blocking because he can't. You know, it's hard to catch the messed up hand. Now he gives us 100 percent every single play. Yeah, I. Big Miller fan. Boys Miller time. All right. Well, we got a special guest coming on for a preview. I guess the only other thing on recap is not football that I have to talk about. And it's. Oh, uh, you need one more thing on football. Okay. Rankings. We're 23rd. 23rd. Crack the rankings. I guess big. I think I know like, oh, it was 23rd, but this is the big, this is the next step for this program. This is what I guess we were afraid we wouldn't see. We're four and zero. Drink that in. You know, I know we're all excited to get to the next we game. We said we want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying is a, a, a lot of fan base was getting pretty down there for a little bit, especially yeah. after the 
upsetting yeah, win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a big step. In two weeks, things have changed dramatically. And, you know, you don't get to drink this stuff in all the time. So 4-0, you know, enjoy it. This is nice. This is this is what we wanted to see. Case, I have a question for you. Yeah. If either Skeeter or Eyes predicted win total hits for the season, will you find a crow costume and wear it for Halloween? I don't even know where to get it. Well, I guess costume. I guess that would Halloween when we way past that. Yeah. You have to do it for Thanksgiving then. Hey, sorry. At this pace, we might might be at your win total come Halloween. So Hopefully. <laughs> you guys are you guys are getting a little too carp for hey, a horse there. You stop. I'm just saying at this pace, we are four and oh. <sighs> uh but I, I guess you you had you wanted a, a pinpoint on tight end to their Cole in your pregame. Yeah, yeah. Jordan here. I mean just a quick one. Jordan mentioned it in his press conference. Um you know, they we wondered all week what, what happened with Brett Norfleet. Was it like a concussion because he took a pretty good hit? Um it was ribs. Yeah, cartilage uh in between the ribs. And Coach Drinkwitz talked about how I guess as a uh, one of the responsibilities amongst the offensive line was and tight ends as well is uh calling out when they see a certain blitz package coming or something that may require an audible and uh jordan harris had called out the blitz which led to the audible uh for brady to call that led to i believe cody schrader's touchdown run correct I believe that's what the I believe that's what the press conference and I may be mistaken if I am forgive me but I know it was leading to a scoring play um, and I'm almost positive uh, yeah I haven't written down in my notes that calling out the blitz that led to the Cody touchdown so okay that um that's pretty exciting and for Coach Drinkwitz to I mean obviously he was told that by you know whoever uh, maybe Brady or you know. I don't know who ended up calling it out, but the fact that uh, a freshman is, you know, kind of making those calls in the game is uh, makes you feel good. Yeah, he's been a huge pickup, by the way. That's been a, a great find by this team because he was a basketball player that played one year of football in high school. That's right. He's like six eight, isn't he? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Not not to be confused with. Uh, Jurgens, the defensive tackle, their ESPN. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for that blunder. But that wraps up the the Memphis recap. Uh, first time in 13 years, our Tigers play in St. Louis and come out victorious, 34-27. But there was other big time news for Mizzou Athletics over this past week. Uh, which one of you want to? Break it to our listeners that have been living under rocks or not on social media and, and don't really know what's going on there. You want me to do it? Go ahead. Uh, got it. We got a, a consensus five star out of uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, named Anor Botang. Um, I'll get his name down by the time he's on campus. Don't worry, boys. Um, but that's a big get. And this is a big get for Dennis and. Man, if you are not all on the Dennis hype train, everyone is. Who isn't? I, what am I saying right now? Everyone is. But the recruiting the staff is doing, him and CY, is crazy. It's insane, dude. We're sitting atop. We're the top. top we're the top recruiting class in the country right now. Like we're we're there rubbing shoulders with the blue bloods, man. Like yeah, we're just top five. You see, 
what is it, Mizzou, Duke, North Carolina, Rutgers, or Miami Rutgers. Like that's that's insane, dude. It's insane. And man, you just gotta think there's there's different ways to build teams in college basketball. And one of our rivals down south, and it's probably why they admit they didn't get uh Boateng, is they like to build the transfer market. And that's fine. That's a way you can do it. But man, I kinda like Gates style of getting these high freshmen in here, getting them in, getting some playing time early, and then build them to the program. I think it's gonna but, pay dividends for us. I mean, hell, Dennis did it too last year through the portal. Yeah, he but brought, you have you, know, to, you have to though in your first year in this in this era of college basketball. Right. Everyone's going to leave from the old program. And we finished fourth. We had a double bye, and they finished tenth. Now, yes, they did make a Sweet Sixteen. I'll give them that. Um, but <laughs> the future looks phenomenal with Coach Gates. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So, Mizzou hoops, uh, not just letting. Mizzou football tigers getting all the hype from the fans right now. And that's, that's awesome. I mean, we're, we're undefeated and ranked and we're still talking basketball. So, uh, Dennis keep, effect, it, baby. keep it rolling, Dennis. Uh, all right. Well, if, as far as recap, that's going to wrap up this week's show. Uh, once again, brought to you from home field, go to home field, uh, pick out some awesome Mizzou apparel and enter in variety sports at checkout for 15% uh, off your first purchase there. But uh, for Skeeter, Case, and Cole, y'all have a good week, and we'll catch you later in the week with a Vandy preview and with possibly even a Vandy podcaster. Didn't know they existed. Y'all have a great week. (laughs) M-I-Z. (laughs) Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care.